Hi guys, and welcome back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast with your hosts, Finn Kelly and Reese Pearson. Um, today's just going to be a, a question and answer episode. Obviously, last one we spoke about uh, 2021 and we sort of wrapped it up. Um, today's just going to be a bit of a chat, kind of like the normal um, structure of an episode. So we'll have a bit of a chat. And then I've got some questions from ages ago, like before Christmas. So apologies if any of them, which I think a couple of them are about Christmas. Um, and then Reese has got some from today. So yeah, we've both, uh, we've both had a busy day, um, busy month at the minute business-wise, which is all good. A lot of new startups. Um, so yeah, how's things going, mate? Sound. Yeah. As alluded to by yourself, uh, busy, busy day. Um, just the usual to be fair, which is a welcomed addition into the new year. That's uh, for definite. We literally said at the gym the other day, um, I said to you, are you busy this week? And you were like, yes, I've got like four or five setups. And I was like, yeah, same. I feel like, um, you can talk to people. Everyone was like, yep, sound. I'll get set up before new year's. And then come like January 1st, it was where like, I feel like I literally just got emails from GoCardless saying new customer signed up. And I was like, great. It's cool. It's good, but it's, it's busy. So yeah, I've been a, been a bit, a bit of a busy week, um, but everything seems all good. First rotation being back post deload. Glad it's a rest day today. I was absolutely battered. My legs are trash yeah. late. Like yeah. still walking down. Like I never get intense doms like this. So that session at Ultraflex has battered me. Do you reckon it was a stupid shit at the end? It must have been a stupid shit, yeah. And I'm, I think I need a deload again. You know what? Yeah, what? I, just, I shouldn't feel like this. Training hard just didn't for me. So I'm going yeah. uh, to have another deload. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we've probably pushed. I mean, we, we trained what? We trained the, the session on Monday and we actually went to failure on a few movements. And now we've trained <laughs> to failure again on Tuesday. I mean, and then on Wednesday, Jesus Christ, mate. Like we're on week four and we need to, we need to deload already. Like no, to be fair, I think it's because only done one rotation. I think it's because of the um, the pendulum actually going well this week. Yeah. Like last time we did it was just before Christmas, wasn't it? Just before the yeah. deload, um, and because it was our first time doing it in well, first I've I've used that that pendulum at Ultraflex before, but not for I never really, over over a year or two years. Yeah. Um, I've never top banded it, but yeah, it felt mint. Um, but yeah, like last time it was just sort of getting used to it, wasn't it? And then we absolutely annihilated the numbers you're going to yeah, tell yeah, people about your uh, your warm-up set <laughs> no i'm not going to go into it um for the first time i failed a, i failed a warm-up set i've never i've never in my entire life i don't think i've ever failed a warm-up set and it just it goes to show because you can take the positives and you can take the pros and cons from this the cons are that i failed a fucking warm-up set get <laughs> like that is awful absolutely disgraceful i got off i started laughing and i was I, i'm quite serious and, and i just looked funny. at him and i was like Jesus Christ. It was what, very what, funny. I couldn't stop I was that. like, what, what am I doing? Finn looks over to Sanaya and shouts, you just failed a fucking warm-up set. And I li- Finn, Finn literally, he was, he, he was worse than me. And uh, I was like, right, it just goes to show. I didn't, I, the funny thing it was, was I didn't even on. laugh. At the, it yeah. When it happened, I was like, ah, I just helped you up. And like, obviously we racked it. And yeah. then like, I realised what actually happened. Basically, it's um, when we're doing a pen- uh, we've, as Finn said, we're doing a pendulum on this Tuesday session, and we're like the band tension is not it's so brutal. It's not like your normal. It's a green band do- like doubled up over, isn't it? It's not doubled up, but it's like it, yeah, it is. It drops off. Is, yeah. It does drop off like right, right at the bottom, but yeah, not a lot. The pendulum's it's already like kicking in quite heavily, yeah. and then obviously very heavily yeah. falls off. Yeah, exactly. So it's ridiculous. Like you, you unrack one plate and it legitimately feels like four or five plates on there, I guess, without a, without a band. 
And uh, we did three plates last week. Like, I did two plates and three plates. So I basically did a high rep set and then went to, to a heavier set. And I thought I'd just go for like a literally one plate, two plate, three plate, four plate warm up. And uh, and I didn't go in switched on. Like I went in obviously with some level of arousal because but it was a final warm. But I didn't go in as I would usually where it took me like five minutes worth of mental preparation. Like knee sleeves are on, heads like fully switched on. So I just went on thinking right be controlled, get this for a single, and then I'll be able to do this maybe for, for, for like a set of five. And I ended up failing. So I went three and a half plates, I got a set of eight, and then I got three plates for like 16. So to put it into perspective, I think I got two, two plates for 14 and three plates for like 11 the, the week before. So it was like load and reps up, which was class. But when you fail a, a warm up set, I mean, like, again, I, I'm embarrassed to, to, to even say that publicly. I wasn't even going to it until Finn mentioned it. I can't now. Uh, no, I can't now You're not, not let get away with it. So, so, yeah, so I failed a warm up set. Um, but it's been, it's been going quite well. My knee is still ruined, which is annoying, but it's not too painful because like on the concentric, it's not stupidly heavy. We both said like it doesn't batter your joints because the overall load isn't that high. And like it just due to the it's, profile. It's actually, movement, it's really like, nice. Bam, on, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Like that issue that I've been having in my left leg, like I have no problems on the pendulum. It's yeah. absolutely spot on because it is quite light in the hole. And we've said as well, you can even pause it, can't you? And it's, it doesn't make yeah. it that much more challenging because obviously the load's heavy there, the more plates you add, but it's not that challenging there. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed yeah. that. That was good. And the leg press yeah. is decent as well. Yeah, we've got a, a pretty brutal cluster. Uh, Finn shithoused uh, the cluster set to actually beat me. Uh, I did continuous. I did continuous reps four by six with twenty seconds in between. Finn did continuous reps up until about round two, and then had about a ten second break in between every single rep to shithouse. Because by like the second cluster, I was looking at it, I was thinking, he's not finishing this, no chance. And then it was literally like every like five seconds in between every rep, I was like, the, cl- no, the cluster it wasn't. Ended. It was one rep I, maximum. I thought I, I was I was legitimately rep. thinking, I was thinking, has the cluster ended? Is, <laughs> is he pausing? Is this is twenty seconds? Yeah, I was like, God, these, these are clusters in between. Mate, clusters. I felt horrendous. I, I felt horrendous after the pendulum, and then after that, like, and then we did the stupid shit. Then the stupid shit, guys. So the stupid shit is a high rep, well, a moderately high rep dumbbell RDL, which is one set. Um, it's just stupid. So you just do it at the end of a session, three hours in, so stupid. So I got... Most people eight, can't do it. Yeah. No, no, no. If you're natty, you can't, I'm, I'm surprised you can do it, if I'm honest, mate. I thought uh, only ants people or people who just really wanted it could do it. But <laughs> you must be either one of them. So that's what it is. But yeah, so I think you got, what, 70s for... 14, 13, 15, yeah. 13, yeah. And I got the 80s for a set of 19, which I want to get to a 30, which is going to be hard. Like, I'm, that's just going to ruin me. But start when, we'll when it get, if it keeps going up and up, start pausing it. Yeah. No, I think I probably will. I can't be asked like to do a barbell. Like it's not going to. Be, I'm not going to do a barbell. Like it's easy. The only the only issue with the dumbbells at Ultraflex is that far rack is so hard to get them off. Like they should just be on the. Yeah, it's always busy there. Like, as well there's a bench cables. in front. It literally, yeah, it's the right ball ache with where the heavy dumbbells are. Ultraflex is the only issue. Like they could just literally, like I said, leave them on the floor. But now it was a really good session. We we actually did the adductor upstairs, which my adductors are actually feeling pretty good. Today. Yeah, like, I feel they were actually all right that evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like, they, they were good. Just feel off. Today. Like feels. Yeah, they don't like the gym shop one. No. Yeah, we we've both been saying like it's cool because you can put plates on it, but 
actual going off internal feel, I'm convinced nobody thinks it's good. People just think it's cool because nobody's ever called it out and said, you know what, it's actually not the not the best. But I find like I find it awkward in terms of placing your your knees in the right position. Obviously, we have to have a back pad, but I even feel like with that one, I feel like I could have it further forward. Yeah, and then I find even then, like my lower back starts to flare up, and I don't even know like. It shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like in terms of everything I'm doing, I'm locking in. Like my breathing's good, my bracing's good, my hips are back. Like my lower back shouldn't be coming into it. I think it's because it's so so hard in the shortened range. But then when yeah. you hit it together, <laughs> the tension goes. Oh wait, up. yeah. <laughs> really, mate? So I saw that on like five people's Instagrams, and I was like, that surely doesn't make sense. The fact that the second it goes in, so we're talking in the fully shortened. As soon as like it you shouldn't together, hold. tension falls yeah. off completely. Have you it not tried it? Go- yeah, you, try no, no, no. It. you can just completely move your legs and it stays there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw I saw a few people say this on Instagram and I thought, God, they must be so clever. And it just that makes complete sense. Like it makes complete sense. So then I started preaching it and then other people started saying it. And it turns out that nobody's actually used their fucking brain and thought, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> the worst another is the wording, thing. isn't it? It's the wording. Yeah. People say it completely takes the tension off. It's like, well, it doesn't, because if you were then to move your legs, it would just stay there. Yes, yeah. it doesn't feel the same as if you maybe don't quite tap it because you're still having yeah. to sort of resist it completely or fully. And it's not sort of some of it against the, the machine itself, but it's still very, very similar. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, it'd be cool if there is a, a ductor where if you tap it together, it does completely take it and you just rest Yeah, it. you never know. Maybe, maybe that's what it was based off. And then everybody's just rode with that. And then it's well, like... It's every adductor. Yeah, they're every adductor. But maybe, yeah. maybe someone was doing an abductor and accidentally doing it the wrong way around. So they were doing an abductor, but they were trying to do it as an adductor. So then oh, yeah. Yeah. when it came into the middle, it, the tension nice. did come off completely yeah. because that was what happens on an, on an abductor. Yeah. Maybe it was that. And they went on that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you never know. But no, either way, Tuesday was a, a very good session. Like I said, felt pretty decent. I trained at a different gym yet. Eh? I trained, uh, I, I'm going to have to apologise. Do you know how to pronounce it? Is it Tathams? Tatham's Tatham's, yeah Tatham's powerhouse uh weirdly enough mate I I didn't it's quite cool uh I didn't know it was him uh the owner of it and then I think his training partner who is also an owner I don't know anyway the owner was training with a guy who's a men's physique pro and uh and I didn't know it was him like I I knew of him I've seen him before but like you don't ever really I didn't follow him he doesn't follow me I didn't really know who it was and uh, it, was, it was a cool gym. The, the setup was nice. Uh, the owner actually messaged me today, uh, off the, off, like randomly saying, uh, hope you enjoyed the gym session yesterday. Uh, pro card it? pending. Uh, uh, Sam Tath- Tatum, Tatham, whatever. Um, he, he looked really good, to be fair. I think he's a, he's a classic dude, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but like I said, he was training with a guy who's a, I'll get his name up or whatever, but he was a men's physique pro. And it would have been quite cool because I would have liked to have like, spoke to him about like pro scene and like where he's at. And like, it would have been cool if, if I, like, cause I know he was training. So I probably wouldn't have gone up to him and been like, Hey mate, no, you were a pro, but it would have been cool. Like, cause I think they were training beforehand and they were like looking over. Cause if you like, I was training and I was like looking over like, right mate like because i was in their gym and it was pretty there weren't that many people there but uh but no it was uh it was decent to be fair atmosphere was good kit was all right like for lower i think the kit would be really good a bit annoying there was no like shoulder press they've got a nautilus um shoulder press on like you know like a plate loaded one and i saw it it's, it's on order and i saw that on their instagram page when i looked through like new equipment uh, or whatever yeah. and it turned out that it hadn't came because i thought that would be there 
but so like for my shoulder press i had to just stack a few uh plates onto like the it was like a cybex shoulder no life fitness, life shoulder fitness press. yeah yeah but all in all um yeah good session so now i enjoyed it and uh and but to be fair i think actually we we might have i'll keep it quiet we might have secured a few day passes to to warehouse so i can actually like if snaya's here she can come keep with it us. quiet but put it on the podcast yeah but not telling who it's from like you know no they're keeping that quiet so oh but you got just to, so you know mate you might be given some bits and i might be able to sneak in but we've got to say that oh, i shouldn't really be saying i've got to say that i found them on those free day pass days so <laughs> we found them and now Sanaya can train because we magically found some free day passes ages ago yeah ages ago so and we they obviously they obviously anyway, um combat covid completely you got a free day pass oh, yeah. that stops the spread of covid then it's fine if you're not a member you yeah. can come in yeah sorry exactly yeah exactly yeah you're more than welcome to come in uh, just so people don't know warehouse they don't do day passes which is a bit annoying so that's the reason why i trained at a different gym because snipe was over here um and they wouldn't have let her in so yeah sound cheers lads uh other than that everything's been all good uh monday session was was pretty decent yeah push um i think it was the was that the that's the the close grip shoulder press cybex for me so that was was it close grip no it was wide grip it was seven plates uh, seven plates for six which i was quite happy about uh, i saw bridgman do it today uh, I think he got seven plates. I don't know how many reps for. I know he got seven plates though, because he put seven biscuits or something. And I was like, oh, so yeah, it'd be good to see what I can run that up to. I reckon seven and a half, maybe eight, if you can fit it on. I reckon those fifties will have to go on eventually, which is going to be, that's going to be my shoulder joint, like snapping, just getting the, the fucker on there to be fair. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. That's for sure. Um, however, like I said, we'll have to start on two and a half plates, which will be too heavy. So we need to put the seat one pin lower and we'll be, we'll be spot on. I'll get eight plates. But yeah, on that, your session Monday. Yeah, exactly. Your session Monday was pretty decent, wasn't it? Like, oh no, it wasn't. Your back was a bit messed up, wasn't it? You said yeah. that. Yeah. Do you want to go into that? Like, no, it's all right. I can't be asked to go into it. It was a decent session. It was just slow because there was three of us. So it gets yeah. annoying yeah nah and then like you said a little bit of a back issue but yeah so rest day today for me and finn uh you're in for for delts and no delts like push and quads tomorrow and then we've got our uh, saturday back. session yeah and i, I was thinking that like, i'm i've got lower at one time point frequency and i'm like i wouldn't be able to train them right now like tomorrow i would not be in a good position to train legs again like i don't think i will i'm gonna see how really? i think yeah. they'll be all right to be fair Mm. a little bit they are, they are sore still but so that yeah. to be fair this often happens like they are sore and then I'll wake up tomorrow and they'll feel fine yeah it's almost like the rest day probably less steps less expenditure in general sat around and then at the same time like that mental kind of how many times do you feel a little bit off you get to the gym and then you all of a sudden feel quite good then you get home and you feel a bit off again you know like usually you can kind of perk yourself up just from just from wanting it badly so yeah basically if the Finn wakes up tomorrow and he just yeah he just wants to train he'll want to train quads his quads will magically recover and then he'll be ready to train he should be in a good spot and then uh, and then saturday we've got our pull from the floor uh we it was our first time pulling uh in two weeks wasn't it on saturday or last saturday so i got six plates for three uh felt fucking heavy on all warm-up sets and then five plates for 10 which i was quite happy about and then you got I think five and a bit plates for two. So it was like five, five and a bit, five plates in a 1.25. Yeah, it was shit. It's always, yeah. I always feel like that. Coming back from a deload, like it's not like relearning the movement, but just getting back yeah. into a good momentum with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, 100%. I, 
Yeah, I feel like uh, we, like I said to I've mentioned Sanaa way too many times, but I said like on when she mentioned to me like post deload, uh, I said to you like I kind of told her off a little bit because she was like I deloaded when she went down in load on a on a hack squat, and I was like, well, you don't lose strength from a deload, you only really lose confidence and a little bit of that kind of as you mentioned, you fall out of the groove, you lose a little bit of that kind of normal. Like I'm doing this every week, so I'm just in a routine of everything. Um, and like I said to you, like when it came to, to our pools the other day, like both of us probably didn't feel too good on the warm. Both of our sets weren't amazing, but it was where like, right, if we take a session where we go in on either the same or a slightly increased load from previously, yes, repetitions might fall off or performance might not be where it's at. But next time, like it most likely will probably be in a better spot just based off the fact that we didn't drop the load by 10 kilos. Then the following week, you go back up 10 kilos and it's like, oh shit, it feels heavy. Cause, and then you wouldn't even progress for a further week. And it's been four weeks there worth of the literally no progression, which is literally the reason why I don't, I'm not a massive, massive kind of advocate of deloads unless the, like, say you're stupidly from a fatigue standpoint, ridiculously, like say ridiculously fatigued, or like you need that kind of mental break. Like I, I genuinely think the vast majority of times after a deload, we're like for the first week, we're like, Oh, feel a bit. Better. Yeah. It's, it's more so just getting back into routine. Like you yeah. get into a, a habit of training really hard and feeling pretty trashed all the time. And it just becomes normal and you get used to it. And then when you have, let's say, four or five days off, your body actually recovers really well and you feel well recovered and then you get back into training again and your body's sort of like, obviously sort of questions how, you know, what you're doing to it and it then starts to feel trashed and then that's what was normal before, but it was almost like a novel stimulus again. So then everything starts to sort of, not hurt necessarily, but like I've felt more fatigued and more, if you like, I've had more intense sort of soreness this week which I, I know is simply just because I'm coming back from a deload. Like, that's all it is. It's not that I need to change something or it's because I'm doing this or because I'm doing that. It's, it's literally just because I had four or five days off, uh, five days off. So it's like, uh, you almost feel like you've never trained. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely. It's, 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 it's been strange. Like even like little things, like for example, my digestion and just general appetite. Just been my appetite was horrendous, mess. horrendous uh, yeah. after the deload. It was fine during it. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. after Christmas and everything, it was shit, which is weird because I didn't change anything apart from obviously having Christmas dinner. Like yeah. I had Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve with Shannon and then on Christmas Day, everything else was pretty much the same. So I, yeah. it was a bit weird that my appetite, to be fair, it was more so, it was pretty much from like the Wednesday. So the first two sessions back, I was sound. Wednesday, yeah. I started to feel a bit fatigued. Thursday, rest day was all right. And then yeah. Friday, my appetite wasn't great. And then Friday, last week, Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, we said, didn't we? We both felt ill after the session. Like, I yeah, felt horrendous, mate. Like me and Shannon were going to do, like just, we weren't going to go out or anything, but we were going to like do some, like play some games. Go out on the pits. We're going to go out, out on the pits. pits. And New I was like, I just felt... <laughs> I felt like, oh, I think I'm getting COVID. Like, that's what it was like. I was like, it was similar to like last time how I just felt drained and my eyes were hurting and stuff. I was like, I think I'm getting yeah. COVID again. So then I was like, I just need to chill. I kept my feet up every, like since I got home on that Friday. We had a Domino's and I was all right. I think Domino's kills COVID. That's sad. Appetite can't be. Appetite can't be. <laughs> appetite for Domino's is all right. Domino's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not say no to a weekend dominoes can you but 
but nah, everything seems all good. It's just like I said, digestion's just been on training days. Today's been sound, but I think it's just because I eat three meals before I train, uh, similar to you. But like, because I, my, my last two meals aren't too bad because I go to bed about an hour or two later than you, but then I also get up an hour or two after you. So like the first three meals of the day, like it's after like meal two, I've been like, bitch, just like, oh, my stomach doesn't feel great. And the, the one benefit and I, the one reason why I've always been able to get my food really high is the fact that my digestion is never, ever an issue. I never get bloated. I could probably eat like seven to 8,000 calories. I probably couldn't, but like I could, th I think I could eat a fair bit more than what I've ate before. And I don't ever really feel sluggish. I, I never really uh, get too lethargic uh, from all like feedback and biomarkers. I'm always in a decent spot. Like everything's okay other than just me getting fat towards the end of every gaining phase and just being a bit of a mess. But other than that, like everything's always pretty like, just ticks along where now like the last few days just training days food's just not been sitting as well and it's literally probably a sense of over the festive period I, I feel like you said my food didn't really change I still ate the exact same I brought all my food away with me but like on the days where food was a bit off I only ate four meals they were spaced apart because I wasn't training and then just the fact of like on training days eating every two and a half hours um, especially before I train then I can intro workout on top of that. And then the demands of the session mix that in with appetite, not being stupidly high. It's just been a bit meh. So yeah, I'm hoping like it kind of gets back to normal and I think it will, it, it no doubt will do. But like, for example, yesterday uh, was a training day. I switched out my cream of rice final meal uh, just for literally a wrap rice and chicken. And it seemed to sit a little bit better. So it might be where I make a few adjustments, like just my protein servings in general. Uh, usually like the most I can have on a training day before in, in previous gaining phases around like two uh, servings of whey per day. So that would be like two, like 40 grams worth of whey. So like probably between 55 and 65 grams of whey. Um, and like I currently have three on training days. That's like three of my protein serve, uh, servings per day away. And I just don't think I sit in as, as well with me. So most likely we'll make a few changes, which is quite normal. It's the thing like post prep, it was where like, I was like, oh, I really like cream of rice. I like cream of rice, a bit of frozen fruit, whey, et cetera. Where now I'm like, it's not really sitting too well with me because yeah. my food's getting higher my body fat's getting higher therefore it's like do i need to make a change and switch a few things around potentially but we'll just see if it's still causing yeah. me issues i think most you go through that i went through yeah. that post-show because like post-show and even before you show your digestion is like insanely good isn't it like because yeah. you're so lean like your body just absorbs everything so well and like yeah. you're just ready to eat straight away so for ages i felt like that post-show like i could eat anything and my digestion was sound um yeah. so like i think you almost get used to that being the norm and then now you're probably getting back to like actually feeling normal and your digestion's mm. actually back to kind of normal even though it's it's not you know if it doesn't feel great but yeah. i went through that and like i was God, i don't know how many months post show probably mm. like six or more and i was mm. like right you know i actually have to sort my digestion out now like i have to i actually have to sort my meals out because i think i was it wasn't awful but you know, remember when I went through that period where like my stomach was killing from having like loads of pineapple. So like, yeah. I had to I had to change yeah. that, and then there was a couple of other things that I had to change. And like now, like all my meals sit really, really well. But that's not yeah. to say that they might not soon. But I think you're probably just getting back to normal. Yeah. You know, your body's like yeah. not craving food all the time because it's still only yeah. what it's not that long since you competed. No, like 13, 12 weeks. I think yeah. twelve-ish weeks, thirteen weeks. So yeah it, it, i'm still in a good spot like it, it's more so just like i said it's when you haven't dealt with anything like that for ages you almost kind of forget 
Like I remember my final meal would take me 45 minutes to eat. This is like pre-prep, like last couple of weeks of my gaining phase. And it was like, it would take so long to eat. I'd feel literally like bloated. I'd feel so heavy afterwards. I'd be like, oh God. So like when I say my digestion's always been good, it has been good. It has been good for a very long time. It usually is pretty good. It, towards the, the end of any gaining phase, digestion most likely will be a little bit off but just like like i said like the fact that foods haven't been sitting extremely well it's a bit of a surprise because when food has been sitting well you're like right this isn't normal like usually you have a meal and you feel like your stomach's still tight you could probably eat 60 minutes afterwards where That's like obviously you, for you like, past, yeah. like six months yeah yeah exactly so yeah it's, it's, an, it's a challenging one but like i said just a few probably a little adjustments will be will be made if needed like i'm quite like i don't want to be like i'm quite robotic but i am in food so like i'll just see how things go and then if i have to make any changes i, I will do but like i said there's no real need to rush uh, it's little things as well like for example i'm convinced my post-workout meal has got bigger because i used to inhale like 200 grams 250 grams worth of, of cereal post-workout where now i'm like fucking hell this is filling me up so it feels like it's more food because i literally was used to get it down within seconds it felt like and it would be like right i need to eat again 90 minutes afterwards and now i'm like right it's getting a little bit of a challenge sitting a little bit heavier with me um and again that's quite normal so it's almost embracing it but yeah like i said everything other than that seems to be in a good spot first throw a full rotation back in the gym no major complaints do you want to get into the questions or i feel like we've done a good little recap there yeah, Sam, mate, I've got these ones are from. Uh, I don't know what date it is. It's the uh, oh, it's the ninth of December. Okay. I've got some from the sixteenth as well. I got. I think I got. We got back to a few of these ones, but not all of them. Do you want to go through a few of yours then? Because I've got like a fair few, but just go through your ones because your ones are like further back, and then we'll go through my ones from today because i only got a few but it'll be better to go through them in chronological order i'd imagine did did i ask the one about um great physique but weak versus mediocre physique but strong why did i ask that from will jones i feel like you did if i'm honest but i think i, I don't, don't know, know if i did but if we didn't i think basically he's saying like why do some people have a great physique, but they're weak versus some people oh, have okay. a mediocre physique, but they're strong. He's put genetics, execution. Um, I feel like we did answer it, but if we didn't, then yes, generally it's going to be down. It is going to be down to genetics. Um, yeah. Execution can play a role because yeah. usually if someone's got a great physique and great execution, um, I'm not, they're not necessarily going to be weak as such. They're probably just making light weight look really really difficult which is kind of what the goal is in bodybuilding if we can make a weight more and more challenging generally it's going to be putting sort of less pressure through the joints it's going to be less centrally fatiguing but it's going to be creating a, a lot of stimulus so it's quite a cool. cliche Thin. thing to sort of say make light weights look difficult um that's kind of what the goal is whereas if you looked at like powerlifting, it's the opposite you were trying to move something from a to b in the most efficient way possible without trying to really challenge the muscles you're almost trying to challenge them as, as least as possible um so yeah genetics play a massive role like most people who have a ridiculously good physique wouldn't have that physique obviously without their genetics you know you, you can't just change your genetics no matter how much you'd want to like ultimately you can still work hard you can still build the best physique you're going to build and you can even obviously look into you know being enhanced and you know still you know building 
sort of more muscle than you'd be able to naturally, but you're still going to have your genetics. Right? You're still going to have your muscle insertions. You're still going to have your skeleton. You're not going to completely change your structure. Um, so, you know, you, you, you've probably seen there's guys who have got loads and loads of muscle, but you wouldn't probably class their physique as aesthetically pleasing because genetically they're, they're not, they're not maybe made to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Or you just caught them where they're on week one of their volume escalation working in five RR and therefore they're not that strong. But that's only in week one. Wait till week four and it escalates. They'll be looking ridiculous. They'll be training at a ridiculous intensity, a ridiculous load, but they'll be doing like 12 sets. So it's like, you know, pros and cons. Stop, you need to stop taking the piss out of, uh, out of that form of training. No, 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 I'm not taking the piss. I, I, I like any form of training. I just find it funny. Like if you, cause if you imagine if you were to only see a guy in the gym and he was literally on like a week one, five hour IR approach, you'd literally be like, what? You know, they look really good. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I meant by that comment. Like if you were to see them like week four of a volume escalation, they're like, fucking nice guy's in the gym for a decent amount of time. He's nailing it. <laughs> he's enough. nailing it, bro. <laughs> he's nailing it, dude. That's no wonder you got so much muscle. But yeah. Uh, like you built I, I, up. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you booked up, dude. <laughs> That's what you should be saying. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. There's, there's always going to be things in that play a massive factor, as you mentioned. I felt like you gave a pretty, pretty decent answer. I think Finn's current Instagram post where he was like 216, 220 pending, prime example for just a, an absurd amount of muscle. It, it's, and then you need just to have a horrendous cap- physique. Like, what's, the, what's the caption of like off season? It's not pretty. But it, you, know, you know that one, oh, you know when people say like, it's not pretty and they do like an off season photo and it's like, just shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what, just, you're a bit soft. It's how it is. You know, I don't like, look that soft from that, that real app spread. I am a lot softer hey, than that suggested. Guys, people who are listening, it's the magic of my new phone. Like Finn was yeah. like, he takes it on your phone, mate. Your camera's a bit better. And I was like, yeah, sure. Just and that photo, it's too close it literally like the light just perfectly reflects. All the, the other phone. photos that you took were shite. There was like just three. Yeah, all the other ones, the lighting went weird. I think it was because it was on live. Like, they were all horrendous. Yeah. I just deleted them all straight away. Like, the lighting was, it, they were really bright. Like, they, yeah. there was two or three good back shots which weren't on the live photo thing. All the others mm. were shit. So, next time we need to remember that. Okay. Um, next question is from Will Bertolini. Good old Will. Um, sent me a message today saying he kept nearly shitting himself on his leg session. Bless him. Lovely. Digestion's optimal. Maybe yeah. you could listen to the previous part of this for what we could say. What is, uh, what is the biggest animal you could be in a fist fight? Oh, um, I don't really... Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Mm. I'm I, a bit I'd scared of dogs. Like, if it's a big dog, I, I don't yeah. do it. No, I'd, I'd say I'd back myself against most animals that are like less than a hundred pounds less than my total body weight so anything less than 150 pounds i'd back but like mate a snake 140 pound snake that's killing me yeah but it's not got fists no no but that's <laughs> so not bite and then eat nah, nah, but yeah this is the question this is what i was going to say is it, is it animals that have got like i know that i know no animals have fists but <laughs> is it animals that have got paws like are we on about like actual boxing match like i'm thinking of me and a kangaroo i think i'd yeah. get that in but uh, a snake hasn't got fists. Yeah. It's not but if it bit and then just decide to start swallowing you, I'd be like, all right, it's a bit kinky, but, you know, chip this out. Imagine. Yeah. You've seen it, haven't you, when the snakes have got, like, a massive carcass in its body. Like, yeah. fucking mental. Yeah, especially uh, yeah. me. Like, imagine me <laughs> and a snake. You'd be like, God, he's got good side notes. I reckon I, I could. I reckon I could fight. 
I don't know, geese are scary as well, aren't they? Mate, you're scared of most animals, aren't you? Only if I'm visualising fighting them. Yeah. Oh, really? I, no, I'd have I, to have I a think, list. I don't know, even cats, like, they scratch you and that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just fuck those cats. I'm good with spiders. I'm good with insects. Yeah. Like, I can just grab a spider. Like, in the lockdown, yeah, I'd, be, yeah, yeah. I'd just grab stuff out. Yeah, like... Spider. I'd absolutely beat a spider up. I'd do it. <laughs> would, would you do a spider? <laughs> I'd in. fucking do it in. I'd I would not even want to touch a spider. Yeah, I reckon I'd... Uh, I'd, I'd I want to say, like, I'd maul... Uh, a 75 pound poodle i would ruin it you put a gym pin up its ass <laughs> yeah i'd obliterate it mate I'd, that 75 pound poodle fuck me i hate to see the odors after i'm done with it <laughs> but other than that i'm sound i don't know i need to know the animals and i'd have to have a list and i want to see them and i want to know their what their practicality yeah, beat them see what they're like see what their mindset yeah, exactly. like. that will uh yeah, exactly. and we'll be able to decide if we could do them in yeah, exactly. This is from Oren. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on a Smith Machine split squat? I feel I can get the quads closer to failure on these um, just as the balance and grip is taken out of the equation. So basically... So he's comparing a split squat against a Bulgarian like dumbbell split squat? Well, he's comparing a Smith Machine split squat to any other variation of a split squat. Oh, well, yeah, I, I quite like them. Uh, I think stability alone provided by the Smith Machine is going to be able to as a sense because more stability equates to more force so therefore you can provide more force but more specifically if you think about it a lot of people when they do unilateral work there's a fair few imbalances general balance in general is going to be something that's kind of challenged and i know with myself like i haven't done any unilateral or like uh, let's say lower body movements predominantly in a quite a decent while uh, other than like a single leg leg extension at future which was only by design because of the leg extensions available but if i was to do like a, a split squat i'd probably favor something that can maximize stability a smith machine would be spot on if i was to let's say compare against a dumbbell for me personally i probably would be able to take a, a smith machine i'd be able to take both to failure but balance could let me down however from a setup perspective from like the internal feel i'd probably would prefer a dumbbell just for me because it's easier like we did it during lock not lockdown uh, during like prep didn't we for me where we did like a double drop set at warehouse so i think there's pros and cons to each if i'm honest but i don't think it's a bad movement at all uh, i wouldn't be opposed against that. i set it for a few clients what's your thoughts mate i think it depends like i i struggle being in in this position like where my yeah, hands yeah, obviously have to hold the bar yeah. so I've I've done it before where I've put my straps around the bar, but then sometimes the bar's rolling and if you've not got someone to help move the bar, like there's a few things like that that can come into it. So if you have any issues being in, in that position where you're having to sort of hold the bar, then obviously it wouldn't make sense. Um, but what you could do would be a safety bar split squat. Um, they work pretty well. And to be fair, you wouldn't, you don't even need to hold the handles because once once you've got the once you've got the bar in position, because of how the weight sits on the safety bar, it's sort of holding the bar in place, and then you can just hold on to the rack for stability. So, if you've got the ability to do that, then that would work. But that's only if this position where your hands are behind your neck feels uncomfortable. If not, then a Smith machine split squat is is spot on. Um, and if you like that more than a dumbbell, then yeah, hundred percent do that. What you've got to remember is ultimately like the movement itself is the same movement. It's the same movement pattern. Like, yes, the load is in a slightly different position. The load's, you know, on your back versus slightly in front of your body. But 
ultimately you're still doing the same thing. You're doing the same movement pattern. Yes, the loading profile is slightly different, but it's not making a huge difference. So if one or the other feels better, then just do that one. Like don't overthink it. Don't think, oh, you know, this is this better or worse than dumbbells? Like it's the same thing, whichever feels best for you. Yeah, no, spot on, mate. That's all good. I just spoke to him the other day, if I'm not mistaken. I think he uh, asked me about ashwagandha supplementation and uh, if I rated it. He said he can't ever really tell, but I, he kind of just went into that. And I said, to, I recommended it. I said it's cheap enough to the fact that I'm going on a tangent. I've recommended ashwagandha. See, I, I get that to be fair. Like, you can't ever really tell. You, you know, with all, with all your supplements, like, if you can't really tell, you, you could say that with anything. Like, I can't tell that I'm taking omega 3 tablets, I can't tell that I'm taking creatine. Like, you can't really tell with anything. I feel like, I think, you can, mate, I, think, I think your perceptions of things are just probably a little bit less. Like, Honestly, mate. But all right, that's that's fine. But I cannot tell with anything. No, oh, mate, you didn't get the joke. I was doing a joke about you being like natty and like you can tell with something. Oh, right. So like that's what it was. Like I'm not going to say you what feel the it? guy. Can you feel it? What about the guy? When you're on gear, can you feel it? Mate, you can't tell it. You can't tell anything. I can only tell Trent. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 80 <laughs> kilos. I'm 80 kilos. I, I, I got, I got to actually say this on the podcast. This is fantastic. We've, ne- I've never mentioned this. Guy at Ultraflex once was shouting. I can't feel anything other than, other than Trent. He's 80 kilos at maximum, maybe 75 kilos. Can't tell anything other than Trent. Decker, nah. Test, nah. Trent's the only thing I feel. Literally, <laughs> I started. I had to put my earphones in. I was like, I can't. I just cut. It was the worst conversation I've ever heard. It's awful. So, yeah, can't tell anything other than Trent. That's what it is. <laughs> Shocking. To be fair, <laughs> staying on ashwagandha, I often feel like it can actually take away from my ability to, to relax. Like sometimes, because I don't take it all the time now. Like I have it if I yeah. feel like I really need it. And then often when I feel like I really need it and I take it, I actually feel like I'm not recovering as well as I could. And also, it becomes... let's let's hear some let's hear some rationale. Is it just in turn like we're just going off kind of your own? Well, when I so I've had it. I've had. I've I've always had it in, and then I took it out for a little bit because I was like, I don't feel like I need it. Like my sleep's really good, my recovery's really good. Like I don't feel like I need it. So I, I've had it out for ages, and I bought some again, like relatively recently. And I was like, I'll see, you know, see if I feel any benefit from it again. And mm. I almost feel like, and especially like with my aura ring data, like when I take it, my sleep, it's not loads worse, but it's not any better. Like if anything, yeah. it's slightly down, but maybe that's because I only look to take it on the days when I feel trashed. Yeah. But then I'd also say like the last two nights, last two, three nights, I felt trashed like post-training where I'd be like a couple of weeks ago, I'd have been like, oh, I'll take ashwagandha. I've not taken it and I've slept really well. Mm. Yeah. That's like any sleep sub. Like I'm, I still take support max neuro PM, uh, like pretty much every evening. And there's times where like I won't take it, and I'm like, oh, I slept the exact same. Like it's you know, it's it, obviously there's going to be things that enhance sleep and, and sleep quality. But I do think the supplementation is massively overrated. Like if you were to give me right, I can nail a scoop of fade out and uh, a scoop of support max neuro PM, or I'm let's say going to make sure I'm sleeping at the same time. I've got my room quite cool. 
I'm having like a nice shower or like a bath, like not super close to bed, but like maybe an hour or an hour and a half pre-bed. Like I'd much rather take the things that I can control and I'd most likely get a better sleep than if I was to go to bed an hour later or an hour earlier, let's say get up at an inconsistent time, my room be a bit hot in a different bed, but congrats, I can nail all supplementation. Like we've said before, supplementation is the last thing you need to worry about like when it comes to sleep. So yeah, no real surprise to hear. Like, I, I, I don't say to clients, take ashwagandha. It's needed. I, I think it's all right. Only, I, I like it. The only, but... on my like supplement sheet for my clients, the only thing that I say that I want them to use is blue light blockers. Blue light blocking glasses. Yeah. But everything fair. else, I'm like, let's assess, every, let's assess how your sleep is. Like, we don't need yeah. to look at anything else yet. And yeah. then, obviously, if they're nailing everything and their sleep's still not great, then we can maybe look at it. But I still would argue, like, that's the last thing I would say we need to focus on. Like, I can guarantee yeah. there's probably something underlying as to why your sleep's not great rather than oh, yeah. just you need to take this supplement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree, man. Good one. So, Oren, 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 Oren. Got two answers there from one question. Fantastic. This is from Christopher Finnan. Great surname. Push, yeah. pull legs, best way to set up. Repeat the same exercises every session or mix it up. So I'm guessing, does he mean like a push, pull legs, push, pull legs? Like yeah. twice per week, same. Well, firstly, I'd, I'd almost break it down and think like, for example, we've had push, pull legs, push, pull legs. We had it for a decent amount of time. I'd break down the, the, the benefits. So in my opinion, I would much rather push, pull legs, rest up a lower rest. Frequency maintains the same. Um, you could always swap that upper session out for, let's say if it's like a men's physique competitor, you could have, for example, just a delts and arms, or you could have a, a more pushed emphasized session. But I personally would say, right, six times on the trot training, like six days on the bounce, unless you're beginning out or your intensity is not the best, you're probably not going to be by let's session. Say, let's say three, you're doing three on one off, three on one off, three on one off. Oh, is that okay? I don't, I don't know. know. I just say that. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I think if he was doing three on one off, three on one off, I wouldn't be too opposed to saying, right, maybe stick to the same exercises uh, for, for a decent while. And then when they start to slow down, you're not progressing. That's when you can transition into an A rotation, and a B rotation. But I wouldn't be changing the sessions drastically. Like, for example, if I was to have two pull sessions, I'm most likely going to start off both pull sessions with like a single arm pull down. You know, it's the same with you. You have a single arm pull down. Like if there's a machine lateral raise and it's a good machine lateral raise, I'm not going to do a dumbbell lateral raise because, oh, I don't want to do the machine lateral raise twice if there was literally a machine lateral raise that felt good. So it really depends on a kit you have available to you and the, the, the pros and cons to, to what's going to be beneficial towards your physique. But you don't need a second rotation. And I think a lot of people like love this whole, like we've said it before, like 14-day rotations, the most kind of personalized, specialized splits. If you're progressing and you're doing the same exercises, if it's a push-pull legs rest, you'd literally be doing every exercise what, four, every four days. If you're doing the same hip hinge every four days and you're progressing, spot on. Crack I, on would, you know? I would love being able to do pull, push, legs, rest, pull, push, legs, rest, and just do the same movements and keep progressing yeah. them all every week. That'd yeah. be ridiculously good. Yeah. Like, imagine yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be mint. But eventually, <laughs> eventually there will be a point. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no chance. Like, it right. depends on the level you're at. We should have done yeah. that when we were younger. We should, well, we should have done probably a full body split and then an upper lower yeah. and then that. Like, yeah. But looking back, you don't, obviously, you know, you don't think that. You think just train arms or just do a chest day. But what did we say? You know, last week on the on the podcast about the the best progress we made, we were barbell pressing twice per week. 
We were yeah. barbell rowing or doing some row variant that's so similar, T-bar row, a dumbbell row, a barbell row, something literally loading our erectors in that like shorter range of hip flexion. Uh, we were doing for a squat variant, you were hack squatting twice per week. I was, I was when my knee was all right. Like the best progress we've ever made is when our movements are so similar in nature that you make a sets and let's say rep adjustment or an intensifier adjustment or a tempo manipulation, but the exercise patterns stay relatively the same. And if you can create the variance between the same exercise, but you can create variance from sets, reps, intensifiers, tempos, go for it like it would be mint like it would be really good eventually you will get to a point as finn mentioned where you will burn out like we wouldn't be able to hip hinge the same movement every four days it simply wouldn't be feasible but you might be able to get away with it to a certain point and you'll probably progress at a really good rate and then you'll need to make a change but for the vast majority of people like listening to this even for, for us in certain areas you can definitely get a lot out of doing the same movements over and over and you don't need to be doing a second rotation instead of every four days every eight days especially if you're not superly strong or let's say if you're in the first couple of years of training so i'd say crack on see how it goes if you need a second rotation go for it but for the start one rotation should be sound spot on yeah sound cheers mate thanks pal is that the, the last of the night for December? Or have we got more on the night? That's December? the last of the ninth. I've got I've only got a few for the 16th, so feel free to yeah. start some of yours, mate. Yeah, I'll start one with now. So uh, oh mate, <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Charlie Everall has asked. He's asked up me, I'm guessing, but I'm guessing he's asking you, would you ever come to a rave with the eye emoji? So Finn, seeing the photos from the other night. It's nothing to do. It's nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with the photos from the other night. I just can't think of anything worse. And I, I but that, and I'm, that's not me being a dick. I just, it's not my thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong exactly. with that. Mm. I just honestly, yeah. like, I know for a fact, if I went to something like that, I would absolutely hate it. Yeah, but yeah, I that's each their own. Like, I'm probably the weird one for that. No, I wouldn't say you're the weird one because it's everyone's like it's like the same as. Like if you were to say to the like, for example, to certain people about going to watch football, they'd be like, nah, 90 minutes of people just kicking a ball around a field. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, I know like football is the most popular sport, but there's so many things that like people do that people don't like. So yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be really a fan. I think I'd enjoy, we said it, I'd enjoy it for maybe an hour max, half an hour, because I'd be like, oh, this is different. This is cool. And then like literally I'd be like, right, my ears are fucking ringing. Everyone around me is just doing stupid shit. Not not dumbbell RDLs at the end of the session. But <laughs> <other> stupid shit. <laughs> Everyone just do a stupid bit. Imagine. Imagine. You taking some stupid like you mate, you taking something that everyone just starts doing dumbbell RDLs, right? Yeah, like, wow. everyone's doing Reese, everyone's doing the stupid shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> fucking dumbbell RDLs, just stupid shit, like ridiculous. And I'm like, are you at the end of your lower session? Like, yeah. Three hours in, and I'm like, fuck it out. You must not be natty, or you must really want it. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it, it just wouldn't. I, I would enjoy it for about half an hour because it'd be something that I'd be like, this is different. Like, to the concerts I've been to, like, I went to, to a Travis Scott concert that was pretty much like a mini rave in the sense of it definitely wasn't the same, but it was like an absolute bloodbath. I'm like, everyone was just bumping into each other. I went to a Tory Lanez concert and I was like getting elbowed and thrown around. Tory Lanez was like cl- crowd surfing, but like, I'm not going to do any drugs. I'm not going to be there like popping pills and fucking that doing mine. For me, that's the difference is yeah. people's intention when they go yeah. to those things is to get absolutely fucked. Yeah. 
I, I'm not interested in doing any of that. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I'd want to go and almost enjoy, like when I went to see yeah. Travis. Like, Green, if I went, I'd probably go like, for a couple of hours. Like, I'd yeah. go for a couple of hours and I'd enjoy it and I wouldn't drink and I wouldn't do anything. And then mm. I'd be like, that was pretty good. But I think, you know, if we were to go and me and you, I actually think we could probably have an okay time because we'd both be like, like this, this sounds so cringy. Yeah. We'd both be like, oh, mate, it's a meal time. Do you want to go and fucking have some food? And we'd probably walk out. The have thing a meal. is, like, people listen to that will be like, what the fuck? Like, almost. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But I honestly would not want to go. And if I did go, it would be an inconvenience. Yeah. Like, if I was going to do something that was going to take me out of my routine, it would be going on holiday and going doing some different sort of experience, not just going off, my, getting off my face and dancing about and not remembering any of it. Uh, you know what I mean? I just, it's just not for me, but that's not to say that it's, that anybody's doing anything wrong. Like it's just not, no, for me. it's just not, it's not your scene. And I think it's quite mature that you can say it's not your scene, you know? Cause I think a lot of people it's, try and fit into never things. Been, though. Like obviously I went out when I was younger, like when I was like, when I was about 18, when I, I remember when I was 18, it was my birthday, I went out. And then I went out for like probably that year, I went out quite a lot because I was living at home. I was in a gap year between college and uni. So I went out quite a lot, but I never did anything apart from drinking. Like I only, I only, I've only ever drank. Like I never took anything else. But even then, like I, got, I, I never used to be like, this is mint. I just used to do yeah. it because it was like, it felt like it was what I should do. Yeah. It was like the norm and like my mates were doing it and, we always had a decent laugh, but I was never like, oh, that was so good. I can't wait for the next yeah. night out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I have like, cool I, memories. I have well, cool memories of going out. Like, but like, even, mate, I was even conscious enough at 18 to be like, my yeah. fucking mission tomorrow is going to be dog shit. Not even that. Like, I wasn't even really I'd be, I'd be, yeah. It was just that I just didn't enjoy it that yeah. much. Like, I remember every oh, time no, I got I, back. I was, I was a gimp who was just like, literally, I'd be thinking, my session tomorrow is going to be shit. My sleep's going to be wank. I'd get in and I'd be like nailing water. Cause I'd be like, I don't want to wake up and just feel shit. I've got legs <laughs> like or something. Like, I'd try and find a balance. I just realised after a few times, I was like, this is just the same. Yeah. It's just not. That's good not though, if you me. can notice yeah. that. Like, yeah. I think most people never notice that and they just keep doing it because it's the norm. And it's what their friends are doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like, I remember my um, like my mum would always be like, "Oh, did you have a good night?" And like every time I'd be like, "It was all right." She was like, "Why do you still go?" She's like, "You've never come home and said yeah, it was mint." Like every time you say, yeah. eh. and I was like, when she was said that, I was like, "To be fair, like it is just all right." Like yeah. I'm spending money, I'm feeling shit for the next day or two. Is it really worth it? Like not really. Yeah. So now, like the only time, well, I can't even remember the last time I went out. I think it was when I went to Leeds and pissed myself. So I'm not going yeah. to go out again, am I? Definitely not in Leeds. Got PTSD from going out. But that's why I won't go to a rave, really, because I piss myself. Every time I have a drink, I just piss myself. So that's why, guys. I know, mate. But then you can just say you're pissed on your top and take your top off. And just then <laughs> you dance around topless. So that's what you could do. <laughs> too soft for that. Yeah, exactly. No, nah, never, never too soft, mate. You should have seen the people who went. Who sound? <laughs> I'd be sound. Even at this point. Fucking hell, I'm full of them today. I'm, I'm at it. People <laughs> think you are a twat. You are, though, to be fair. People are seeing your true colours, mate. Yeah, exactly. I'm just right. full of food. Now I'm, now I'm fat. I'm back to normal. This is from, my... <laughs> this is from uh, Michael M. Bing, 99. One of, my, uh, one of my clients, Michael. He's a good lad. Best advice you would give your younger self? How young are you talking? That's what we need to know. Four. Like, four. Um, hmm. Stop feeling up your dog. Yeah, I'd say that. 
Uh, Reese, stop putting on makeup, all right? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> just trust me, that, really. Drag queens are amazing. I've fucking yeah, exactly. all the drag queens. No, um, four, I'd be like, yo, mate, please buy some Bitcoin when you're 12. Yeah. Like, just buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> That's what I'd say if I was four. Yeah. Um, no, if we're talking like 16, 18, I, I'm weird enough to like the fact that I've said this before on the podcast. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't really change much. Like, I look back at how I was and I was like, I quite liked how I grew up. I had a real nice childhood. My, my, my family, like I'm very close to my mum. I've got no real complaints that I'd want to really change anything. I mean, if I was to look really hard, I probably would say do this better. Like, for example, uh, during my GCSE period, I was horrendous when it came to like my, uh, like I, I didn't understand what hard work was. And I just used to always not think everyone was against me because I didn't, I didn't think that at all, but I just didn't put any work. And then when I didn't get what I wanted, I'd be like, what the fuck? This is unfair. So I probably was a little bit less acceptance, accepting of the work I was putting in, but I learned that you just got to work fucking hard and that's how it is. But like I'd say, yeah, maybe GCSE period, work a little bit harder because I was like a little bit of one of those kind of kids. So I was like, oh, I'll be sound. I can then you've got to look at where, where you are now. Would it yeah. have made a difference? No, it would have. If anything, it probably I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now. I would be. Yeah. I probably like I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Uh, let's say gone to college. I wouldn't have done, gone down the path. I would. Have, I probably would have been the standard. I would have done A levels to an alright degree. Uh, I wouldn't have gone to uni. I would have probably then started working for like my mum or my family or someone else, and I'd probably be just doing a regular job. Probably like still doing all right but like it wouldn't have been anywhere that i'm at because it meant i could focus on my training and uh making it sound like i just failed every gcse i didn't i just didn't really enjoy education up until i was about until i was in like a decent until i was doing uni stuff and that's when i was like oh, education's not too bad it's not it's not good but it's not bad but yeah i don't really know if i'm honest like i started training when i was 13 i never really stopped like it wasn't really anything i'd be like stick to your trainings i never really took your time out would you say when you probably started training not kind of stack it yeah, off yeah when years. i had that little gap but yeah. to be fair at the time like i couldn't afford it and like circumstances at the time i couldn't drive there wasn't a gym in my village i couldn't i could go after school but then i couldn't get home like you know mom, I, I, I couldn't expect my mum to pick me up every night like out of her routine and stuff it's not really fair like she did enough for me anyway like taking me to football and stuff all the time so what I would say, and this sounds like I'm probably sounds like I'm a twat, but I would say like work harder at football because I do think I could have been decent. So there that's one go. thing. There we go. But then also, I think, do I would I want to like looking back now as a kid? Obviously, it was my dream. I was like, oh, I want to be a footballer, and like at the time, I think I could have made it if I was properly if I knew now the amount of work I needed to put in because I didn't yeah. put a lot of work in because I thought I was too good. So I was like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, all right, no, I'm good. Be- yeah, 100%. I, I agree. It's like if you had this, we've said the same, like if you had the same app, like, application from training as you are now to, to football. Oh, mate, yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. Same you, mindset you, and everything. You are, I say you are very good at football. Like you're yeah, very I good. Have, I, I do think I would have made it if I had the same mindset and the same outlook to, towards like training and work that I do now. Even like we've said before, imagine all the hours that we used to, like, well, both of us used to spend that gaming and stuff as a kid. Imagine mm-hmm. if we put that time into a business. Obviously, you don't yeah. think like that as a kid because you're living your life, you're living your childhood. You need to enjoy it. But imagine that, like, ridiculous the amount of hours that I must have mm. put in playing FIFA and stuff. Even if that time playing FIFA, I'd have put in towards going on runs and working on my fitness and learning about football more and things like that. Like, however, mate, like having Gabriella Bongahor and Darren Bent up top on FIFA 12 can't beat it. 
Yeah, you just can't beat it. And then having like Fabian Delph pulling the strings, 86 pace in midfield. Wow, what a player. What a player. You have Villa team. You just have a Villa team. No, no, this was just when England had you know, like the loads of pace. You had Ashley Young, another Villa player. Um, I think Mark Albrighton, lovely right foot, literally crossing it. He just 90 pace, search by pace. Uh, do you remember that? Uh, Anoa, 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 it was you know, the said the CB. Yeah, uh, he was a um, oh, Anoa, made him Anoa. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. ridiculous, like ridiculously fast. Rapid. Just, Peak, peak, peak fee for that was. But yeah, I, yeah, uh, I think I'd probably say to myself, like maybe I would probably say, stop putting yourself out for others and like actually like, because in the last few years, I've always just prioritised myself. And like, I obviously that sounds selfish to say, but it's how I, how I have to think and how I, how I am. And I feel like a lot of times, like I probably worried about stuff that I shouldn't have worried about. And I should have thought like, is this person positive for me? And if they're not, I don't need them. I don't need to worry about them. I don't need to change how I am to, to be fitting in with people or whatever. And I think growing up's hard enough as it is. And then when you have pressures that are placed on you of trying to fit into crowds or like try and be friends with people that you're like, like it, there's no surprise that the vast majority of people after education, you don't fucking speak to. Like it's no surprise at all. And like, if I was to look back, there's only really a few people that I still stay in contact with. And like, that's not a bad thing about them or a bad thing about me. But it's like, not everyone's going to be a cup of tea. And I think at a young age, you're not really told that. Like, you kind of expected just to be friends with people who you grow up with. And in reality, like, they're nothing like you. Then I probably would have said, again, don't worry about people like that. Because it's not going to matter five years from now, let alone even a year from now, you know. So that's probably something that I maybe would say. But again, I probably have to think quite in, into detail with that. But yeah, one of those. Good question. Yeah, I think though. as well, like, if you did, if we knew what we know now, we would have never learned it. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, even just things like, there was a certain point probably when I was like, when I was in uni, like my first year where something just clicked in my head and I was like, I can actually do whatever the fuck I want. And yeah. if I just put my mind to it and work a bit harder, I can probably do whatever I want in life. Like there was that yeah. kind of flick of a switch when that's when I went and did my PT course. That's when I started like putting more time and effort into helping other people with training and stuff and like started taking everything seriously. And I was like, fucking hell, like, things are going pretty well. And then I've just done that ever since. So if I'd have known that when I was younger, like, and you know, known that if I just work hard and put your mind to something, you can kind of do whatever you want. But instead, cause we're brought up in a sort of educational system and regime where it's like, you go to school, you go to college, you go to uni, and then you see whatever you do for a job. But no one tells you as a kid, like you don't have to do that. Yeah. If you want to, what do you want to do? Like, and then let's say it is football. Like, I don't think I was ever told, like, right, put all of your time and effort into football then. Yeah. It was always, well, what if you don't make as a footballer, you need to be careful because, you know, you need to make sure you get your GCSEs. You need to make sure this. It was always like a a backup plan. I feel like as a dad, if I had a kid, if they were like, I want to do this when I grow up, unless it, obviously, if it was like, I want to be, I don't know, I want to be like, a basketball world's best basketball player and they're three four like they're a dwarf like it's probably not going to be ideal but something yeah. like still relatively realistic which being a footballer is even though the the numbers are pretty low like i feel like i'd be like well then fucking work for it mate like yeah if you want to do it did you, you can um, do it did you read the did you read sanaya's post about um posing yeah 
Did you see? Because I'll, I'll get it up. I'll read. I've got it here. Because this is what I said to her, and it, she didn't get to get it word for word. And I said, "Fucking hell!" I can't you even remembered I said that? But like, I was literally kind of just trying to tell her, and I like, this is what she put. So she put. I I didn't say this to her team, but I basically was like, "This is what she put." Anyway, have confidence. If it works out, then great. If it doesn't, you learn one thing that the world opposing isn't for you, and you move on. You have to try it in order to find out. Either way, it's win-win. And uh, and I think that's a good mindset to have. Like if you just go into everything and you think I'm just going to give it my best fucking crack, I'm going to be confident. The worst that it. can happen. Like. Yeah, the wor- the best thing out of the situation would be it works. The, the the second best thing is you find out it's not for you, and then you go after something else. And you have to say yes to the vast majority of opportunities. Like that's the one thing that I think my mum always told me: say yes until you can start to say no. And I really like that thought process, like where we were from coaching, you take on anybody, you'd, you'd be like so wanting to, to work with every single person. And then I'm not going to say that you're turning people away, but now you can be so time that you can pick your times. And if someone was to say, can this work with me? I'd be like, well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work with my schedule. You know, and you can prioritize yourself. So having that kind of thought process of just giving everything your best fucking crack and just seeing how things go, I think is always the, the, the best kind of thought process to, to go after. That's for definite. So, yeah. Question that. Yeah, definitely, mate. Right. Uh, do you want me to do one? Or does Can it, I try and get through these so I don't have to keep yeah. going back on my story? Yeah, go for it, mate. Just nail them. Perrin asked, what's on our Christmas list? Um, I didn't have one, mate, but Reese did get me a very nice canvas, which is up there. It's of me and him. Um, I got Reese some knee sleeves, and I also got him a daisy chain for his birthday, which I already had because I bought myself some new daisy chains. So that was a great present. Um, I didn't have anything on my Christmas. Oh, gym clothes. Like I asked Shannon for a few bits of, of gym clothing. So that was it. Yeah. Speaking of gym clothing, mate, I haven't actually emailed. Uh, the, 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 you've got a t-shirt. Like you'll get a t-shirt when it comes. Oh, so you didn't tell me that. Oh yeah, I, I, it's got resemblance of a dog. With it, if a gym pin was to occur in a dog. So it's a gym bit of clothing, but I haven't emailed them because there was a size that wasn't fitted for me. And I literally haven't even got back to the email. I was going to actually get back to that this evening. So yeah, I was going to email them. So uh, yeah, you got, you got another present from me. Um, for my Christmas, uh, I got a new phone. And to be fair, it was only because I needed to get one. My old phone, my charging, the port didn't work. So I was going to get one. And then I basically thought, well, it's my Christmas and my birthday coming up. So I thought I was just going to rinse it off my mum. So I said to her, like, oh, I need a new phone. And she was like, yeah, sound, I'll get you it. So I was like, yeah, sound saves me some cash. Uh, so that was that. I uh, got some, some clothes. Um, not, not really else to report. Like, Christmas is Christmas. I really like the festive period because my birthday a few days before I went away. Uh, but there, there, was, there wasn't really anything that I'd be like, oh, I need this, I need that. Because mainly because the stuff I'd need, I'd already get myself or whatever. And there's not really much that I'd need. You know, supplement sponsor, clothing sponsor. I mean, let's get everything for free now. Yeah, the man that's got it all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't need anything. Bigger so, penis. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, uh, mate. <laughs> no. Bigger pe- big penis. No. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh the best video of that that was from the rave um sanaya spoke to a random guy and he goes reese heard you got a massive cock and so i goes no sanaya <laughs> looked at him and went i didn't say that <laughs> no, i didn't say that like the worst thing is sobered up look i didn't say that <laughs> i definitely didn't say that i know i'm not that drunk i did not say that <laughs> <laughs> haven't taken give me another pill maybe i'll say maybe yeah. i might think about it <laughs> Um, this is from Will Bertolini again. This is, I spoke to you about this ages ago when he sent it. So opinion on some coaches saying training to failure is lazy to perform and program. Do you remember? Because we were like, well, first of all, I don't know who's saying that. If people are, fair play. Um, second of all, we were like, that's a very strange thing to say. Sort of like, 
training to failure is to perform is lazy. I don't think at all to program. I kind of understand where they're coming from, but I also think 95, if not more percent of people who train don't know how to train to failure. So giving them reps in reserve training isn't good. It's not a good idea. Like Will's a good example. Obviously Will trains really well now, like really well, but imagine like when Will first started to be fair, there's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot more people, like there's better people I could give an example because Will did train decent at the start. But even then, like if I was to say to him, right, first week when he's first started, first week's three RAR, I can guarantee he would have been either training to failure still or it'd have been miles off. Like, and we say ourselves, like, I feel like one RAR, yeah, relatively easy to, to dictate. Two, three, getting more challenging and without blowing smoke up our ass, like we're relatively experienced with training. And I would yeah. still say for us, two to three RAR is difficult to assess. And Can I also say, like, again, this is something I mentioned. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I have interrupted. You do um, yeah, sounds good to you. Um, when it comes to, to RAR, if you're thinking, I've got three RAR, your head's not thinking, let me get after this fucking set. And then as a result of that, you're probably holding yourself back from even more reps. So because you're not going in and thinking, let me just fucking get at it. I can't tell you how many times I've done a set or we've done sets on like a, a big movement, leg press, hack squat, where like I've probably thought in my mind, I'm close to failure and I can squeeze out seven more reps or five what, more reps. What do you think? Or I've one got rep. You on know, pendulum the other day, the back off set. What oh, do you yeah, think I'd have got if we'd have said three hours? I think I, I think I said to you, like, how many sets have I seen? Like, we've trained together now three years, pretty much every single session for three years. Like, every single session. I think I must have said to you, one to two reps, four times. So okay, that's eight still reps. Kept going, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I was watching you as well. Sorry. Car, you know? When, I, yeah. when it comes to this, like, when it comes to RIR training, you could even go down the, the route of how long are you allowing yourself between reps? Are you yeah. staying solely continuous? Because if you're not standardizing that as well, then you can't standardize RIR. So like, yeah. for example, I think RIR training would be pretty easy to, to, to track if you made sure every single set was solely continuous. I feel like it'd be easier to track and, yeah. and, and know whereabouts you are. But even so, like, it's very, very challenging for the vast majority. Like, and... I get it when people say who who um, are advocates of it, when people say the people who don't like RIR are the people who already train with RIR. I get that because most of the time that's true. There's a lot of people yeah. who are like, oh, it's for pussies. I don't think that at all. I think the people who train with RIR, especially the people who do it, implement it well, they train yeah. really well and they know how to train. But yes. for the vast majority, which is most of the people that follow us, most of the fitness industry, most people that train, if you're actively thinking to train with RIR when you already do, you're probably at least five to eight reps away from failure. How many yeah. times I could, I, I don't know how, this is ridiculous the amount of times, but how many times have you had a new client who you've spoke to them in their setup video and said like, right, I want you training as hard as you can. First of all, we're assessing form. So send all your form videos over. I want you to you know, make sure you push yourself as hard as you can and then we'll assess your intensity. How many times yeah. have they sent videos and you're like, you are miles away from failure. Like literally yeah. that looks like a warm-up set. Yeah. So I, I said the same to a client called Jed today. He sent me a split squat. I'm like three or four weeks in with him. And like, he's getting better, no doubt. He's getting a lot better. But he had a rest pause 
and like the, the last rep of the rest pause looked like a last like a like a warm-up set yeah and i said to him you're not even like even on a rest pause you're, you're like i was like i said to him we'll take the rest pause away if we have to like if we've got a rest pause and you're not even hitting failure on the the last the last rep of the rest that's pause that's, not that's, not that's just literally a warm-up set into yeah. a set that's a little bit challenging but you're still miles away and like again, you said, a lot of people think in their mind, I train really hard, I train really, really well. And this isn't me calling them out. We've been in the same spot, like, you know, where we've probably thought, I train really hard. And like, it, I guarantee if you were to go on our Instagram archives and you were to scroll back two, three years, we'd be like, fucking hell, either yeah. our accuracy would be horrendous or our intensity would be horrendous. And it's all, it's all part of the game. But like I said, I feel like, um, as you mentioned, the, the reps and reserve training is like, I think, I think it's more specialised towards people who kind of earn the right towards it. I, I think, think not, yeah, I think it's, I almost think it's, it's more advanced training. So that's the yeah. biggest compliment I can give it. Yeah, I'd say the same. I, I, I've said to you many times, like, I don't think it should be set for a certain individual or whatever, but there should be a natural evolution where you are so strong that you will just systemically ruin yourself if you were to take well, everything to failure. Exactly. And like, I, I'm not going to be like, nobody's stronger than me who listens to this podcast and I do this and therefore I'm that. But like, I know I'm not weak. I know I'm not weak and I'm not at the level because I can still systemically progress. So if I'm saying that, I'd argue the vast majority of people get benefits from both sides as long as we said before if they need to progression they need to progression but i definitely think it shouldn't be like this is that that is that there's there should be a blended approach at times the vast majority of individual individuals i think should go through the standard kind of top set back offset approach until it's needed and then you could assess one but, thing that we spoke about as well is all forms of training if you're training hard if you're eating yeah. and you're resting you're going to grow yes like the amount of times that I've had to say that to clients, like overthinking so many things, they're like overanalyzing <laughs> all the minor details that don't matter. But if, if you're eating your food, if you're training really hard and if you're sleeping well, I can guarantee you will grow and you'll grow for a long time as well. If you keep making sure that you do that, if you do that consistently over months and years, you're going to build a really good physique, regardless of what, style of training you do whether it's rir training whether it's you know training with a top set and a back off whether it's even doing crossfit or whatever it is like if you train hard you yeah. eat your food and you rest you're gonna improve so i think a lot of the time things are, are way way sort of over analyzed yeah, over analyzed yeah yeah and i don't like how it's sort of picked apart and it shouldn't be you know well there's an rir side and there's a train to face i like fuck yeah. all that just do what you want to do and go run with it and enjoy it by fortunately and i think like again it's it's a hard it's, it's funny because people debate this but like results talk and it's like why what are you doing like if you're confident in your design and your methodology sound i don't think i've ever said you have to train the way i train or you have to do this it's the one thing i think me, me and you have always said we have never ever said you have to do what we do or you have to do that it's when people say that and it's like, well, there's people that do it better than you. And there's people who grow more than you. So why are they like, but they're not saying that. So I'd almost question again, like it's a results industry and whether that's with clients, whether that's with yourself, if you're confident with what you're doing, you don't need to preach about it and say, you need to do this, you need to do that. People will see, people will see you getting ridiculously stronger, getting better every single show or just growing really well and getting all your clients really good results. And then people will go, fucking hell, he's doing something right. Yeah, that's what i would what, go you do what on, works you know? for you don't you like yeah, exactly. people like the rar approach and you know slightly higher volume training and, and like we've said you know that's fine and there's not nothing wrong with that you know no. would we maybe enjoy it as much as we enjoy our training now probably not 
like we say, the most, the, the best part of our training is when we have to really get switched on for like the big, big sets. And that wouldn't be the case if we were doing, let's say five times as many sets on that movement or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, you know, it depends on you as well and what you enjoy. But like I say, I don't think that you can say training to failure is lazy or performing that and pro- programming that is lazy. I think if anything, it's, I'm not going to say it's a good decision, but I think for, for the most pe- most people, for most of the time, it is a good decision. Like yeah. I would argue there's maybe a handful of clients that I have who I'd be confident in saying, right, we're going to do this style of training and I'd be confident they'd be able to approach it pretty well. And then even then, would you say it's like 100%? I wouldn't needed? say it's optimal. I wouldn't say we, it, we should do it. I'd say, yeah. you know, this will probably give you as good results as you're having now because you train really fucking hard and you eat all the food and you sleep really well and you do all the basics right and you've been training for a long enough time. But still, there's, there's not, like you said, you know, our, ourselves and all our clients, I don't have any client who I think you're at a level where, you know, just trying to get stronger isn't going to happen for you anymore. But that yeah. happens for, for top-tier bodybuilders. You know, imagine yeah. if you've trained for 15-plus years, ridiculously hard. Like you're not going to keep getting that much stronger. So no. approaching it with you know, volume as a, as a form of progression is a great idea. But I think yeah. prior to that, you know, when you're you know, still, for me, more so than you, still early years of training, which I am in the grand scheme of things, like yeah, you need definitely. to focus on, on the basics. And I think as well, as we've said before, unfortunately – it is becoming a bit of a trend and it's yeah. a bit of a trend to pick sides. And the, the sad reality mm. is I think a lot of individuals are catered towards the thought process of like something new, something better. It's enjoyable. This is the best way it's working so well for me. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's so like, I, I feel like in a game of like bodybuilding, if you're looking, and this is maybe just, this is my opinion, at least if you're looking for something completely different uh, so early on in the first couple of years of training, I'd really question if it's actually for you because you're going to be doing the same stuff over and over and over and over again for a lot of time. Like I, I, this is my 10th year of training and I have no doubts at all that like if you were to say, right, you're going to be training fairly similar in three years. I'd be like, yep, yeah, sound. I'm bracing that. Hopefully I'm a bit stronger. Hopefully I'm three years stronger. But I know eventually, like if I get to year 15, as you said, I probably will be pulling seven plates from the floor. I don't think I'll be able to pull seven plates from the, from the floor every week and take them to failure. I might have to switch to my training approach because I will be stupidly strong at that point, I'd like to imagine. But that's something, again, I'll almost earn the right towards. And when it's needed, it's needed. But right now, the fact of me getting switched on before a set, enjoying the way I train like I'd much rather do the 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 style of training that works for me right now because I enjoy it and it works well and that's the same for for Finn and like I said it's clients it's not where you have to do anything I've never said have to do this you have to do that like the 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 central fatigue of us just get doing one set of a of a stiff leg deadlift or a deadlift that me and Finn would generate probably in the grand scheme of things relative to stimulus probably isn't worth it if you think about overall kind of posterior development but it there's there's pros and cons to everything we do and like I said there's 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 upwards and kind of downwards things that we would like to do as well so yeah it's one of those uh, I'm going to do a clickbait title of RAR training versus training to failure our opinions yes we've got a clickbait title it's not really clickbait now talking about it thanks will can i smash through these because i need to um yeah mate go quickly come on hurry up (laughs) you know geo ashley when we said it might be aaron our physio yeah he's put who is your favorite physio question mark a laughing face um so it's it's not actually aaron it was a joke and he's put Mm. one protein source every meal for the rest of your life 
Sorry, say that again. I just got a text come through. Sorry, Geo Ashley. So famous. I wasn't listening. One yeah. protein source every meal for the rest of your life. Chicken. I'd say beef. There's yeah. more to it. Yeah, yeah I'm talking from just an enjoyment. If, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking benefits, yeah, beef 100%. But I'm a bit of a pussy who doesn't really like stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd go chicken. Cool. That'd be my go to. Uh, this is from... P A Whelan or Paul Hilan or I don't know how you say it. Yeah, Paul, is it Paul Whelan? Is it was in your sentiment? Paul Whelan, yeah. Um, <laughs> advice for young bodybuilders, and then advice on how to grow your following on Insta, not Insta. Instagram, Insta. Insta. Well, to be fair, I feel like we can't really add, the, the the engagement thing's funny because like I don't really think like me and you are, are whizzes on social media. I think we're good at what we do from a coaching like business perspective, but general growth. I mean, like I had to do Asanaya why she posted early mornings because it was good for the engagement stuff and reels apparently are the best thing now, but like, and I'm not going to follow trends like that. And likewise, if we were really good at growing our socials, we'd both be on TikTok. We'd be milking TikTok videos that would be promoting our Instagram. And that's what I would say would probably be the best, but I would argue I would be doing that if I had the time. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, I, I, I would. If you have enough time, get on all socials, YouTube, TikTok. To be fair, mate, we should actually speak to that guy and say if you could do a TikTok yeah, for him based exactly. off our YouTube. That would be something that, that would be a very good investment. I was even like so thinking of find someone who literally is wants, not necessarily wants a full-time job, but even like wants a bit, a bit of money. And yeah. just we take we film our training anyway, send it to them get them to make reels for us, get them to yeah. do stuff. Like, there must be something like that. that it's it's that. not that yeah. difficult. Like, it's not as if I'm an old man that can't do it. Like, I can do it, but realistically, the time that it takes even to just make an Instagram post, like even to do this, like, it's a lot. We Most of our free time now still goes towards work. Like, so this really is free time, this podcast, but it's not, is it anymore? Like, because yeah. it's the podcast. Like, it's currently half seven. I've been sat in front of my laptop since nine. And the only thing that I've done differently is eat to do 25 minutes of cardio and go for two walks. Exactly. So, <laughs> so like, that's how, that's how it is. Luckily, I got my hair cut today. But still, yeah, exactly. I've been on my laptop since eight. Yeah. So I've outworked you, mate. I've been on it for an extra hour. Oh, fuck. No, because you got your hair cut, mate. And you got yeah. a sunbed. Yeah, but I didn't go on a walk. I don't do any walks at the minute. Oh, yeah. No wonder you're so soft. Fuck it up. That's what it is. So um, how did I no, get extra sense done? I, I outworked you, bro. More efficient. In terms of the um, advice on how to grow your, your following, just post consistently. Um, yeah. When I was actively like trying to get a bit more of a following ages ago, I used to just post all the time. I used to post every day. I used to make sure that I was posting something relevant and something informative, um, even more so than now. Like sometimes now I'll just post my training. Before I'd explain it all and I'd explain yeah. why I'm doing what I'm doing. And now like I'll do that when I get the chance and I like doing that, but it's rare that I get the time to write it all down. Like I'll just quickly put a post on of what I've been doing. Um, so yeah, just be consistent, be yourself. Don't try and you know copy anyone else or be like anyone else. Uh, and then advice for young bodybuilders. I feel like we've kind of covered a lot yeah, we probably are. I think there'd be a, there's a video title, I think, with just advice to, like, I don't think it's advice to young bodybuilders, but it yeah, would literally be consistent. Yeah, we that we've yeah. made and stuff like that. Yeah, we? yeah. Cool. Right, that's my questions done. Caught up to the past however many weeks. Cool. Do you want to call it there? I think that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, if you, if you do, mate, if you've still got a few to go through. 
Yeah, I've got a few, but like I say, a few. I've got like five. We'll just get around. I'll do. We'll do one now, and I'll do. I'll do the rest next time. So, I feel bad because Dan has asked four questions, five questions, and I can't. I feel like we'll answer one. So, uh, he's asked how. So one out of two. He's asked, how do you get psyched for a 15th set versus early in the session where it's easy, especially legs? By that time, I don't want music in my ears and I'm not as fresh. So clearly you need Hubert to, to scream at you <laughs> at the end of a session. That's what. So Dan, you won't know who Hubert is. During lockdown, first one, we trained with a lad called Hubert. He used to be more amped up for a set of laterals at the end of the session than he would be for he a heavy just, top he, set. He woke first. up five minutes before the session. So then <laughs> by the time that it was the end of the session, he was actually switched on ready for it. Yeah, and we'd be like, every time we'd be like, mate, it's, we're two hours in. How the hell do you have energy? But a, ser- <laughs> a serious answer to that is yeah. how your training should be, sort of your exercise sequencing should be. Those yeah. latter exercises are meant to not be as, as difficult. You don't need to switch on as much for calves and abs at the end of legs, let's say. Yeah, yeah. maybe even if you've got the stupid shit, it's only probably one set. You probably don't need to switch on for it at the same level that you would earlier on in the session. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, and it's stupid anyway. So you shouldn't uh, even really be doing it. It's stupid anyway. So you should yeah, only be doing stupid. it if you're not natty or you want it bad. That's what we came to the conclusion. No, I think uh, people almost expect that they've got to have the same mindset, the same level of arousal going into, let's say, finishing off on abs, like I say, or even maybe finishing off on, um, let's say, at the end of legs, finishing off on a, a glute drive, going in not with, on this to that as the same as they do like the top set on a hack. You don't. You need yeah. to pick and choose your battles because otherwise, if you try to go into every set like you probably need to for the big main compounds, the most challenging movements, then you're going to be absolutely ruined. So pick and choose. You know, let's say on a leg day, you might have a hack squat and a leg press. Like they're your main movements to properly switch on for. Not that you shouldn't switch on for everything else, but you don't need to get to the same level. Like yeah. we'll switch on for a leg extension. We'll get ready for it. We'll make sure we've got you know the right kind of music on everything. It's a different kind of switch. So, yeah, it's not the yeah. It's like more thing. going through the movement pattern. Yeah, being efficient, thinking right, like locking yourself in, getting yourself tight. It's not like right. This is going to require absolutely every ounce of arousal for me to get get up for this set. So, yeah, it's one of those. Like, for example, with Dan, like I'd like to say because obviously I'm coaching him. Your 15th set of lower, I'd have to even double check if you've been doing 15 sets. I don't think you will be, but it's definitely not going to be like anything physically demanding. Yeah, it's not going to be like got him on yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm starting out with all the isolations right at the end. We have a four to seven hack squat. <laughs> it doesn't really make too much. Imagine right at the end, like calves that like you don't. I bet you've got him on the stupid shit. I bet his 15th yeah. set is a high rep RDL. Yeah, and he's like, oh, God, I just can't do it. Stupid. But no, um, yeah, hopefully that's kind of got into to your head. And also the fact that, like, for example, with Dan, like, this is going to be personal towards him. Like, his training's got a lot better recently. So he's most likely halfway through his sessions now, and he's like, fucking hell, I'm battered. Where before, he was probably just getting his way, kind of not half arsing it, but just probably just making his way through a session, not as much intensity, not as much intent. So no doubt he's going to feel fresher towards the end of a session. So like, there's times on our Saturday session, mate, me and you look at each other half the time without even looking at each other, because after the, uh, the, the, the deadlifts, we're ruined. Like, we literally will look at each other, but we're not even there. Like, and I'm like, you're right? And you're like, yeah sound and it'll be like half an hour from the the, the we haven't even done a deadlift for half an hour we've racked the weight finn's been lying on the floor dying recovering we've just set up the single arm uh like cable row and we're literally like 
oh god this is bad and we've got like another hour of the session it's like right you've got to recover and get yourself through it so you almost have to embrace it and think like there's a reason why that you're going to be because when you're training with a good level of intensity it's quite normal and you'll get used to it and you'll get more adapted to it but you don't need to be getting yourself switched on for a calf raise as much as you would be for something else and that is the last question of the podcast um it, it was a good one mate first one of 2022 that wasn't a recap so all good all good right, well, anything to, to conclude upon mate We've got a good title as well. Yep, we have RAR versus versus um, training to failure. Which should is you do the stupid shit? That's what we'll call it. Is that what the title is going to be? Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Well, that's pretty much everything. Uh, Finn, do you want to leave us on anything, mate? Before I do the outro, or do you want me just to crack on? No, mate. Just appreciate everybody watching and listening. Thank you for all the support. Um, feel free for to uh, to give us any recommendations of what you want from the podcast yep sound that's it Finch has done my job for me so he does the intro I do the outro that's us guys we'll catch you guys in the next episode <laughs>